This is the USAC, eight minutes with an Army aviation subject matter expert. Let's fly with the topic, Army aviation platoons. I'm Brian Schapker, Lieutenant Colonel, Army Aviation. I'm the Doctrine Division Chief within the Directorate of Training and Doctrine, and part of my roles and responsibilities is to oversee the doctrine development process. What drove the creation of Army Techniques Publication 3-04.23? So what drives new doctrine? Really, it's when there's an identified gap. So this one was come, was directed from the Combined Arms Center, where they asked for all the centers of excellence to produce a platoon leader handbook. Now, what we did in Army Aviation is we expanded upon this requirement to support junior leaders at the platoon level. Therefore, this document can be applied to non-commissioned officers, the warrant officers, and platoon leaders as needed. This publication is also applicable across the profession of arms and educators within our branch. Who are the key players in development of this publication? All right, so the doctrine development process is, is a lengthy process, and there's a lot of key players involved. I would say the number one is the, the lead authors within that publication. Now, due to some of the shortages in Manning within our, within our division, so we relied heavily on our NCO. So Sergeant First Class Tarakis Jones, he was the branch NCOIC and the lead writer for this publication. He had Sergeant First Class Joshua Marshall, Sergeant First Class Michael Hollincheck, and Staff Sergeant Jeffrey Nauman. Those were my lead authors for this type of publication, and they were phenomenal. They are, they are some of the, you know, they are the backbone of the Army. They have some of the most experience with doctrine development, and they recently had platoon experience. So they took their knowledge, their expertise, and applied it into this process. Now, it's not done by them alone. Documents have to be sent out, staff. We get subject matter experts from across the Army to review it, provide their feedback, and we couldn't have done it without any of them. So it's a, it's a collaborative process. How does this impact or help our units? So this document itself provides guidance for aviation platoons as a whole, right? It's, it's designed for platoon level leadership and reinforces the relevance of troop leading procedures. Now, when you look at this document for a new soldier coming in to an aviation platoon, we don't know what type of experience they might've had, what background they have. Some of them may just come straight out of flight school, et cetera. So this is something that they can quickly reference and kind of get an idea of what type of platoons they're going into, their roles or responsibilities, and then how to apply troop leading procedures and how to conduct unit training management. Is this part of a wider effort? It is. I believe the Forcecom CG, General Garrett said it best, when he stated, regardless of the location or mission, the soldiers in our crews, squads, and platoons will be the first to make contact with the enemy. And it is at this point they must prevail. And when you look at the new field manual, 7-0 training, that was published in 14 June, they said that there is a, you know, that there's a distinct link between training and leader development and the critical role that the NCOs play as part of this process. In fact, for a typical brigade, FM 7-0, Field Manager 7-0, states that 70 to 80% of the training should be done at the platoon level and below. So when you look at this emphasis at the platoon in developing our leaders, this is part of that larger effort. How can or will this ATP evolve and how can the field provide input? Yeah. So the doctor development process is a cyclical process, right? So it takes 
input from the field. As we produce a new publication, we, we know it's not 100% perfect, right? So it's going out to the field. As they use it, they'll be able to identify some of the holes in our swing, identify those gaps. And that's what we need. As they're utilizing this in the field, they come back and they'll provide us the feedback. And if you look at the preface of the document itself, it shows you where you can go to send it to the doctrine branch, any input you want us to consider for revisions. And that's what it is. We revise the process, we revise the document, and then we'll produce an update to it. And then as techniques, procedures, stuff change, we'll continue to refine the document. And that's what we need from the field. What is the one thing that the field really needs to know about this document? I think one key thing is unlike other platoon level handbooks or platoon leader handbooks, this thing's not designed to be an all-inclusive document. When you look at it from cover to cover, it's only about 104 pages long. That includes all the blank pages itself, right? So it's a tool. You open it up, you got a question, it'll help guide you through the initial process of it and then help you to gain references and what else you may need to look up in order to do the things associated with unit training and managing the platoon. Now, I think one of the key things is doctrine evolves and changes, all right? And one, the new FM 3-0 is operations is under revision right now. And the Combined Arms Center is looking at expanding doctrine from beyond what we normally see, which is just how we do things now and looking at concepts for the future. And so you'll hear terms like multi-domain operations and our focus on large-scale combat operations. All these things are shifting the focus of doctrine to do what the Army needs to do now and in the future. And this is just one publication, and there'll be multiples, multiple publications coming in the future as we shift our focus. Thank you for listening to this episode of the USACE 8, brought to you by the United States Army Aviation Center of Excellence.